Parents and guardians, it's time once again for the Fearless Parenting Show. Well, 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 welcome to another episode of Fearlessly Parenting. Okay, we're back with Greg and Beth. Uh, just a little reminder, uh, their focus is to empower students to master their self-discovery. Their stated superpower to me is their unique ability to blend their professional perspectives and training with their roles as engaged parents to develop transformational self-discovery courses for high school students. Greg, Beth, we're here for round two. I'd like to move into the, you started getting into self-discovery in the last episode. Why is self-discovery important? I mean, I know, but I I want my parents to get it because it took me many, many years to get it myself. (laughs) And so uh, why is self-discovery for a team so important? Well, self-discovery is is really so important. And I'm going to throw a few statistics out here in that only eight of there are, they're stating that between the ages of 16 to 29, Young people and a little bit older say 87% of them say they have no purpose or meaning. And so that means that they're not doing the self-discovery. And so for you parents and guardians out there, how does that translate? Well, think about this. 40% of college graduates actually graduate in four years. 60% of the college graduates graduate in six years. And that's because 60% of them are changing majors at least three times while they're in college. And so many parents say, well, they'll figure it out once they get to college. But the fact is, college is extremely expensive. And there's $1.7 trillion worth of college debt. If you look at the low end of a college uh, degree per year, it's probably $30,000. If you look at a private school, it's $50,000 a year. And if you look at an Ivy League school, it's $80,000 a year. So if your student's trying to figure out what they want to do and takes an extra two years, that's an extra $100,000 to $160,000 of debt or expense that the parent's going to have to pay. And add to that the fact that only 27% of college graduates today are working in a role that actually supports the college degree that they have. So really? that's why self-discovery is so important. I'm I'm not surprised at that. I'm not surprised at that at all. And in hearing you talk, Greg, it, it, it I, I had a picture come up in my mind. You know, we we think in pictures. And when I heard you talk about uh, the the loss of buddies in going after something and they only find out that that's not where you wanted to go, it's sort of like standing at a junction point in a road and having twenty or thirty different roads you could go down and going down one only to find out that it's not there and having to come back to that starting point and then spend money to go down another road hoping that you get to the right point or else you got to come right back thus people spend six years and uh i was inside of my mind i was raising my hand because I, I wasted two and a half years of college, and then the Navy sent me back an additional three years. So I I was a half a, half a year shy of that, that six-year figure, Greg. <laughs> <laughs> that 
so true. And you're not alone. I mean, that's how it's going. It always has been because we've never had have had opportunities for self-discovery. Every parent that we meet of our students, they say, can you do this for us too? I really wish I would have had this. And for our students, we recommend that they get internships, go to these local companies, as you were speaking about the, the air the air company airplane. Yeah. yeah. Bombardier Airlines, outstanding company. They are so willing to take these students in. If you think you're interested in a certain degree or career, then go try to get hands-on training. Our son is a perfect example. His whole life, he thought he wanted to be in the medical field. And then as he got older, he's like, okay, I think I want to be a surgeon. And so he was able to go along to work with a neurosurgeon and a cardiovascular surgeon during one of the summers of high school. And by the end of that summer, he decided this is not what I want to do at all, which is great that he found out then and didn't have to spend all that money and time educating himself in the medical field and to, and to decide that he wanted to do something else. He ended up in the in the area of finance <laughs> and he's successful, very successful in it. And he loves what he does. Well, it's critical to know who you are because even just communicating and being able to make the connections with people that you need to make uh, both in the classroom and later on in the workplace, if you don't know who you are and how you receive information and, you know, what makes you tick. So at the very least, you can explain it to somebody else. If I'm an analytical person, uh, I'm going to want all the details. If I'm Absolutely. a dominant personality style like myself, and thank God there's not too many of us, only 3%, or people would kill us all. But I, I like things bullet pointed. You know, I, I, I don't want to get into the Webster's Dictionary of what's going on. Just bullet pointed for me. And, and I'm good to go. I'm very task oriented. But my daughter, she's a high eye. She's very outgoing, bombastic. Uh, details don't matter much with her. She is the life of the party. But when I go talk to her, I have to talk to her in the way that she receives information. And uh, it, it she helps me understand her because she knows who she is. If she didn't know who she is, it, it would make it that much more difficult just to communicate. So true. Uh, much less try to decide what you want to do in the long term with your life career-wise. So um, you say only, tw did you say 27% of the people are all the people that work in a particular uh, business that's associated with the degree that they first started off with? With their, with their undergraduate degree. Yeah. Man. And right now it's 75% of the people in the United States are unhappy in their jobs. That is very, very sad. That is very, very sad. But it is so, so true. And people just hop around from one place to the other not knowing what it is that they truly wish to do. So in helping to avoid these things and helping to avoid those problems, 
what are some uh, early actions parents can take to prepare their students for the college application process and college in and of itself so that they're a success? Yes, that's a good question. And our number one thing is to start earlier than you think you need to. <laughs> Don't start your senior year. Yes, especially, of course, the self-discovery, the internship possibilities, taking different assessments that can show you your strengths and weaknesses, discovering your values. You know, kids just want to know what they do well and how they can make a difference, and they want to belong somewhere. So all these things will help them sort of take charge of their lives, of what they're deciding to do, and it will give the parents confidence if they can discover, you know, sit down with their kid and talk about, wow, this is what you're good at, and this these are your gifts, and this is what you need to avoid. These are the goals we need to set, you know, let them have this open discussion from a young age, actually. You can start discussing this when they're littles. So um, what do you think? I agree. And teach them how to set clear and objective goals that are smart, that are specific, measurable, attainable, relevant, and time-bound. Kids are not taught that very effectively. And so one thing, too, is to have them embrace a growth mindset versus a fixed mindset and not measure themselves against perfection that they they're measuring themselves against their social media feed which is very destructive they need to measure themselves against what tangibly they accomplished yesterday Man, that is that is that is so good because if you have a growth mindset you got to be prepared for the times you fall down skid your knee while you, while you're trying to advance ahead and grow yourself you're going to have those uh, situations where that happens. But let me ask you to, I'm a, let's say I'm a parent, I contact college flight plan and say, okay, I want you to help set my, my student, my daughter, my child up for a plan for success. Walk me through some of the initial steps y'all take to explain it to them and, and get them on a path. Very good. First of all, it's a three-phase process. It begins at the very beginning where we have a conversation with the parent and the student to say, listen, this is a commitment of time. It'll take you 12 hours, all told, to go through this process. Not in one sitting. Not in one sitting. Uh, one of the things that, that Beth, as an educator, uh, made very important part of the program is that students have the attention span of a goldfish. In some cases, their parents do as well. And so the videos and the training cannot go for longer than two and a half minutes. And so each of the videos, and they're all interactive, it's all mobile friendly, can go for two and a half minutes, and then they direct them to do something specifically in their workbooks. And uh, the three phases are they go through a discovery process where okay. they find out what are their core values, what makes those values important to them, how they're going to make decisions when they're not with their parents or with their guardians. They then do a 360 assessment where they get feedback from up to eight trusted advisors, including an accountability partner, who will help them to understand what are their strengths, what are their weaknesses, how they add value to other people, and what are the three disciplines, majors, uh, careers that they should follow in the rest of their life. So they're getting people that are really have a vested interest in them giving them feedback. So the student gets 200 data points of information from people that really care for them 
as mm -hmm. to what they should do and what they shouldn't do. In addition to that, they also take a Colby assessment, which is a cognitive assessment that assesses their instinctive problem solving skills. And I've taken that assessment over the last 25 years and it hasn't budged a point. So your IQ changes, your effective scores in terms of your social interpretation changes over time, but your cognitive structure does not change, which is very valuable for the student to understand. Wow. And armed with that, they then determine what their distinct natural abilities are. And we think that your own personal DNA is very important. Everybody can be a rock star in something. And so they take their information, their strengths, their weaknesses, how they solve problems, and they craft, they craft a paragraph that says, this is my wheelhouse. This is what I really do well. And this is how I can add value in school, at a job, or on a team. And then based upon that information, they can then craft their purpose statement or their vision statement. Armed with that information, they then establish aspirational goals, which are in the area of health, wealth, wisdom, and relationship when they're 65. So they're setting up specific goals. And this is where our program differs than a lot of other educational programs mm -hmm. are saying they're, you know, social emotional learning, which is all important. But what's important is to take the practical business side of this. What are your goals for the future? How are you going to put this into practice in addition to what you're learning from an educational perspective? Does that make sense, Dan? Oh, man, that makes total sense. You know, I was wondering how this discovery process works. And it is a process. Uh, this is not something that you're just running through. I like the intentionality of this whole deal because y'all are intentionally moving them step by step by step. And then also as they see themselves going, having success going from step to step, when they set up their own action steps to meet their own goals, you know, you kind of put them through a little practice session as they're discovering who they are and then allowing them to put some action steps in place all the way out to A65, did you say? Yes, that's wow. all the discovery process. Then that brings us to the determined phase, which is, okay, 65, you know, how am I going to implement these findings in the next five years and one year? And you mentioned earlier in the conversation that your job was to get good grades when you were in the armed forces. For the first five years, typically for a high school student, what in the future will be your wealth objective success element is your educational accomplishments because your job is to get good grades or to find your vocation and do that well for the next five years. So they establish in the areas of health, educational accomplishments, wisdom and relationship goals for each and one of those for five years and one year. And then one of the things that they also determine are daily action and items of habits that they have that are negative towards their aspirational goals. And universally, what a student will tell themselves and will share later on, and I'll explain, they'll say, I'm watching too much social media. Some social media is good, but a lot of it's not good. And I'm not getting enough sleep. And so, um, as I said, they'll report that out to their parents, which really floors them. So then based with all that information, they pick their three core majors that best suit them based upon all that feedback. And so that allows them to have a primary major, a minor, and a throwaway so that the kids don't freak out when they're trying to go to college and pick out a vocation. 
which leads them to the third phase, which is, okay, how am I going to direct my growth mindset versus my fixed mindset? How do we use positive self-talk? They also create a compelling elevator speech, which is 150 word, one minute, uh, basically press play elevator speech that says, this is what I am. This is who I am. These are my values. This is what I'm very good at doing. And this is how I can add value to your school. And then the last component is that they provide a summary document. They prepare a summary document, which they then will share. It's a 14 page document where they share with their parents or guardians and their accountability partner, the following mom and dad, these are my values. And this is why they're important. These are my strengths. These are my weaknesses. These are my aspirational goals for 65, five-year goals, one-year goals, habits that I have to eliminate. These are my core majors. This is what I want to study for the rest of my life. And here's my elevator speech as to what I want to do. You know, out of all that that you said, all that's important, but the habits I have to release. Yeah. A lot of times we hold ourselves back. And sometimes that's just limited beliefs. We it, you know, if this would happen or when this happens or because this never happened, I'll never get to do what I really want to do. You're taking all that away. I love what you said about the social media. Sometimes we watch too much of it. Sometimes we watch too much news. Uh, Sometimes we play too much video games. Oh, man, if my son ever heard me say that, I'd be in trouble. Uh, <clears throat> but, you know, sometimes we there are areas where we overdo things when our time would be better spent in other areas. Okay, well, that wraps up part two of my three-part episode with Beth and Greg Langston. Make sure that you're back for the final episode with them. And check out the podcast description where you'll find links to their website. You're going to want to check them out. They have a lot of good information on how to get your child college ready. Until next time we meet, as always, I challenge you to go forth and fearlessly parents.